This has been okay. fun. Let's talk about Sarah Palin. Oh, God. Oh, oh fuck us. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 221. We have now done as many episodes as the address on Baker Street that Sherlock Holmes lives on. Yay! Oh, bam! Coming and back in season I'll, three. Sherlock Go back. Is coming back so soon. I'm so excited. Uh... Not speaking of that in any way, this week we're talking about Good Tidings and Great Joy by Sarah Palin, uh, her book on the war on Christmas. Uh, you can uh, read along if you if you want to by going to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Uh, if you go to that address and sign up for a trial membership, you can get an audiobook for free. Uh, I would prefer if there was any way to, like, if you could return a Sarah Palin book you hadn't purchased, that would be the best way. Mm. And then it would um, like, cost her 3%. I don't know how books work. That's kind of po- well. So we have a copy of this book actually that we can give away to people, um, and they can do whatever they want with it. Well, we have a copy of the audiobook. Yeah, which and you guys, CDs microwave really well actually. Oh, FYI. they do. They 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 have little tiny explosions. <laughs> and listen, meat suits and meat dresses. We are not specifically advocating that you go to your nearest large big box chain <laughs> bookstore, rob them of their Sarah Palin books, then go to another store of that chain and attempt to return it to count as negative sales against Sarah Palin. We're not <laughs> saying that here. Well, you know how like for the record, sometimes <laughs> this, this uh, is how borders went out of business. By the way, yeah, it was it was all people returning. Does that Sarah work? Palin's that's book. that's a genius plan. <laughs> Anyway, audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep is our sponsor. Uh, you can get a free audiobook of your choice. Also, if you want to sponsor a topic, you can make us read anything. And I think this is proof we will read anything. Go to read-weep.com, click on the green dollar sign, and sponsor an episode today. I, uh, let me introduce you to your panel for today. I'm, uh, I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And here are some of my friends. In San Francisco, California, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Please welcome Ezra Fox. Oh, Alex, let's go play some Eskimo bingo. It's like a white elephant exchange, except more racially insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in her defense, those elephants were also taking that personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why, why is everything always going to be about white elephants? Huh? Yeah, totally exclusion, excluding our Asian elephant brethren. What uh, do you mean, you elephants? <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris Smith. Sure, Alex. You betcha. <laughs> you know, there's no better way to experience nature's beauty than on the back of a beautiful diesel-powered snow machine. <laughs> Yeah, she does say you betcha too. It's like she checks every box. <laughs> yeah. She knows what okay. she's doing. But for the record, I really would like one to three snow machines. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And also joining us today, our very special guest, the Thin Voice Ranger, joining us from Washington, D.C. It's Stephen Carter. What's so bleeping offensive about a Jewish family on my lawn? <laughs> <laughs> it really Nothing, depends Steve. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, or if you're not letting them leave. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing offensive about that. 
It's just a it's just a picnic. It's Christmas. That's what happened. You at guys Christmas. stay there. That first Christmas was Jews on my lawn. <laughs> and every Christmas since. Yeah, and there's also she's also got a little bit of like get off my lawn, Jews. She's got a little of that too in her. Yeah, yeah. and Muslims. Yeah, apparently Muslims <laughs> like foot baths in their universities. Uh, Ezra, what 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 special bathroom accommodation would you like? Hmm. I mean, I would just like one. Just one bathroom? In yeah, indoor. <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> well, the, when she was talking about that college that spent twenty five thousand dollars installing foot baths, I was like, "All right, you've persuaded us, Christians. We'll add hand baths and bathrooms." Oh, oh, so you're saying like we get whatever bath we want now? Yeah, yeah. Like if you um, wanted like a back bath, does does the bath have to expel water? Could it be chocolate? <laughs> well, Wait, just it, like a chocolate fountain. Yeah, well, to, could there be fondue? That would yes, be my so it's chocolate bathroom. fondue, but you wash your feet in it. Okay. Yeah, yes, sure. yes, Stephen, it can be like this, but it's also going to be a cautionary tale against German gluttony. <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, let's summarize this book. Uh, uh, Chris, please please summarize this for us. You're a resident summarizer for your freakish recall in your dulcet tones. Today, I would like you to summarize the new Sarah Palin Christmas book in the style mm. of a grizzly bear on Christmas. Wow. A, could be a mama grizzly or a papa grizzly or a just right in the middle grizzly. Sure, okay. I, can I think they celebrate Grizzlis, though, don't they? Grizzmas? Gri- yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep the Grizz and Grizzmith. <laughs> no, they just took over the wonderful Grizzanalia that you used to be. <laughs> All right, Chris. Oh, man. Okay. T- tell us about go. this from, from a grizzly bear's perspective. Sure. Roar! <laughs> what are you doing in my cave? Oh, Thought you were attacking my young ones, my cubs here in my cave. It's near Grismas, and attacks are frequent here. Uh, but, you know, you look like a friendly sort. Come on in, and I'll tell you the story of one of our great residents of Alaska and, and her take on Grismas, which she calls Christmas. I don't know why. Her book is called Good Tidings and Great Joy, Protecting the Heart of Christmas. Um, and in this, uh, ex-governor Sarah Palin uh, asks... Is there a war on Christmas? I mean, Christmas. <laughs> and she seems to think the answer is yes. Uh, and who could blame her? She feels marginalized, much like I do in winter when I have to sleep in my cave. <laughs> After all, Christianity's dominance over the accepted norms of American culture is a little shakier than it used to be. <laughs> and I'll bet the dukes and the lords and the duchesses and all that of feudal England felt about the same way as the com- when the commoners started having a say in how things were run. Um, but, uh, oh. you know, is, is Grismas any less of a force than it used to be? <laughs> and Sarah Palin rightly points out that Grismas is perhaps even more commercially a big deal and marketed and in the minds of people at this time of year than it ever was. But is it really about what it needs to be about? And so she, she thinks that there needs to be more Jesus in Grismas and, um, and talks about, you know, how her family does Grismas very well and, uh, and how some people uh, who are in the lamestream culture of America uh, and the, those liberals uh, think that there should be less God in the public square. And she, adverti- she advocates more God in the public square, that it's not such a big deal if all of our children in public schools learn very religious hymns uh, and Christmas carols at this time, uh, or, you know, say, 
Merry Christmas and, you know, kind of expect to hear Merry Christmas back from everybody. Um, she has some how-to guides if your organization starts getting letters from the ACLU <laughs> and other weirdly specific instruction guide <laughs> for a public book. Uh, she also has some hypothetical situations in which she uses straw men literally called Joe McScrooge. Uh, <laughs> which I think is like like three kinds of racist, right? Because it's, it's going against like I think uh, Scottish he, people because he's Irish. Yep. Oh, it was Scrooge McDuck was was Scottish, I believe. Well, I, so I don't, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. No, the Mac Duck. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, it's also it's racist against ducks, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and against yeah, Joe's. Yeah. So. Yeah. Joe McScrooge of the Duckburg. Scrooges. I like it. I like that it was an Irish. That her her militant atheist liberal was Irish. I thought that was delightful. Yeah. <laughs> And so she has some some hypotheticals about Joe McScrooge going to a small town and being disgusted by all the, you know, heartwarming, Jesus-y Christmas things he finds. Yeah. Uh, and also other hypotheticals about what college will be like in 20 years, which she's not thrilled about political correctness. <laughs> okay, quick pause for one second. So, like, her, 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 her future, her future college in Alaska, all right, was basically just the same as now, except things that happen now all happened in Alaska as opposed to different parts of the country. Yeah, in one place at one time, essentially. Yeah. Like, take take just the worst example she has, and then, it, oh, that's all that happens now. I mean, this is a... Yeah. This it's is sort like... of like the... It's sort of like the equivalent, Alex, of, uh, you know, saying that a hundred grizzly bears die every year of gunshots. And then, you know, in all of Alaska, but then positing in a hypothetical that, that if you all of those grizzly through... bears were right here in this cave. Yeah, <laughs> And then how horrifying would it be if a hundred grizzly bears got shot right now? I mean, that's the Mike Daisy problem, right? Whereas, like, he told a bunch of true things that had happened. He just acted like they all happened in one afternoon while he was walking by. (laughs) But he also never said he was a journalist. I don't know. Yeah. Let's not get into Mike Daisy. (laughs) She's not a journalist either. She's a comedian. I will say, though. In in all versions of Sarah Palin's future, we've updated the message board system like uh, to like something electronic and very useful. As of, she was really happy about her like design. She was like, "Guys, it's really great." In the future, you don't have to like pull off little like paper tags of like posted notes. It's way better because it's digital, which doesn't answer the problem of like how you get the phone number for later. QR tags, QR codes. She didn't Alex mention that. Oh, that's had. a dystopian future. It's assumed. Everyone knows QR there's going to be QR are codes not in the future. The future. Yeah, <laughs> no. I am not. No, if there's a QR code future, then I'm I am jumping out the window. I'm maybe a, not in your shitty non-QR code futures. There won't be anything. But there's I, in my future, tons I, in mine. I, I, right. I picture this horrible dystopian future where there's a manger, but instead of Jesus in it, it's just a giant QR code. <laughs> you have to scan it for some kind of like different uh, liberal propaganda. Yeah, yeah. You scan, scan it, and yeah. all it says is "fuck Jesus." Yeah, Fuck you get Jesus. an app that says it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. No, no, no. It takes you to the mobile site, but then asks you if you want to download the app instead. Oh, and God, then the app is free, but it's ad support. Oh, and you can't like scroll down on the mobile site because there's an ad that keeps popping up. But you can't like you have to squeeze it, pinch it to like get it so you can. Push I don't want to be in this future. X. I hate this future. <laughs> Sarah Palin is right, you guys. You know what, Alex? I've got some news. The future that's happening right now. You know what's funny developer. though is that her her alternate future where like everything was like how she wanted to see was honestly like what I sort of like what today is like to me like right yeah. two people disagreeing on the quad that was her big difference yeah that's yeah, what yeah, the yeah. future could be and like that's that's my life right now like <laughs> so okay, so, okay let's let's wrap up the summary at least uh, right. uh well thank you so much for being here grizzly bear let's move into the compliments. <laughs> 
<laughs> back to sleep. I have some questions for the grizzly bear, actually. <laughs> he's got to go metabolically turn proteins uh, into what? Anyway, he's got to he's got to go lost. I think. Moss. Wait, what, what, what's your what's your quick question? We'll see if it's it's worth keeping. I was going to ask what his favorite kind of berry is. No, oh, they're all berries. Rars berries. <laughs> uh, that's worth keeping in. <laughs> if, all right, I agree. If a podcast listener is not listening to this. <laughs> you have missed out. All right, you guys, let's get into our compliment now. We got to start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. Stephen, as our guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment, and you have the right to be or not be a grizzly bear when you tell it. <laughs> Which do you prefer? I- I'm going to That's go first. That's the full bit of Hamlet, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to go first and not be a grizzly bear. <laughs> All right. First um, and not bear. Take it away. <laughs> okay. So we were just sort of talking about this, but I really, I, I the thing I like about this book more than anything is that it uh, introduces the concept of time travel and parallel universes to the Sarah Palin universe. Um, so I've, I've been recently enjoying Doctor Who quite a bit. So sure, I would, yeah. I would, I, I think of this book sort of as like a Sarah Palin Doctor Who crossover. And in okay. one of those universes, there is a, a death panel, right? There are death panels. Yeah, it's the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, my first idea for this was, like, I was so mad that I was reading this that uh, I was going to just hijack the program and only talk about things that make me happy. So it was just going to be <laughs> like me Doctor talking Who. about Doctor Who for for an hour. Uh, but, yeah. Which Doctor Who you are you know, watching? And her alternate future could be in a stasis cube. Hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move along. Uh, Ezra, major yeah. compliment, bear or not bear? Uh, I'll take bear. Okay. Um. <laughs> So it's the obvious choice. Uh, rar. Um, great. So I, I really like Google Trends a lot, um, and you can actually show, you know, see if there's a war on Christmas uh, versus Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, uh-huh. and you can see who's winning. Yeah. Um, so guesses, guys. Before I go on, I'm gonna guess I'm Merry gonna guess Christmas. Christmas is not uh, under siege. Yeah, I'm gonna guess Christmas okay. is winning by twenty to one. Uh- um. Yeah, that's about. Uh, well, let's say it's it's more like uh, uh, five to one. Oh, I will okay. give you that. Um, so basically, uh, Happy Holidays peaked uh, around uh, 2011. It's been a steady decline ever since then. Yeah. Um, huh. But more importantly, Bears is beating the shit out of all three of all of them. <laughs> Roar! Good. A lot of people uh, are searching for bears online. I well, like we'll ha- oh, yeah, and unlike uh, those chumps, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, bears is always in season. <laughs> Although, actually, it does look like there's a peak around Christmas time, oddly enough. <laughs> is it a, is it around polar? Or- <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, maybe it might be it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, this will this will be in the show notes, guys. You can see how incredible this is. Uh, technology proves that uh, there is no war on Christmas, and bears it really bears are waging a war, a war on it's everything. Bears are war. Yeah, it's bears v Christmas, and bears, bears are, are waging the war. Bears are <laughs> so, uh, uh, you're a bear. What do you have a favorite cuddle position? <laughs> As a bear, do you like to cuddle? Uh, bear hug. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, bear hug. I was trying. To, I was trying to make Big Spoon to be a, a raw joke, but that really doesn't lend itself to it. Does yeah, it? there's not a lot of a Big Spoon. Forky. It sounds like you're having a stroke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, uh, Chris, you've already been bear, but what's your major compliment? 
Oh, yeah. Um, so I'll be non-bear in this case. Um, Great. My major compliment is that for about half an hour of this book, I was convinced that it wasn't political and it wasn't about the culture wars, but, mm-hmm. but it was instead about how nice Christmas is at the Palin house. Yeah. And I thought that would be a much more fun book, just hearing about Christmas in more detail. Because it seems fine without, I mean, a little braggy, but fine. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind the story of the time her dad ate some really old fish. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that, that was relatable. I felt. Uh, Whoa, this this culture war actually is real, guys. I'm looking more uh, search term. God and bear are getting really close. Uh oh. So who's oh, winning? Wow. Who's ahead right now? Uh, God's still ahead, but like it hasn't always been that way. So like, oh, that's interesting. The mighty bear clan will have their revenge. I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So the bears really are waging a war on God. Um. I guess I'm more curious, what are people, like, I know if you're searching for bears, like, there's information and pictures, but, like, what are you searching for God for? What are you expecting Google to tell you about God? Where he is, right? That's why I search for God. Google Maps. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Where you at? Um, Jesus and bears are neck and neck, though. Really? Like, Like, God has some separation between the bears, but Jesus and just, Yeah. Just nice. right on top of each other. Should we come back to you every 10 minutes like you're the weather and traffic? <laughs> yeah. Checking in on... <laughs> I would love it if you would pay attention to the show, but that could also work. Bear watch every minute, every t- every hour on the quarter hour. Bear watch 2013. Or something or a, an infographic. <laughs> uh, I guess um, just me then. Wait, can I say something about that before we go to you? Sure. Do you have any questions? Is it a question for a bear? or is it It's not else? a question for a bear okay, this time. Go for but, it. So I agree that like at first I was like, oh, this is just going to be a Christmas thing and I can get through it before I got super political. But then I was sort of like, I, I'm going to posit that I think like hearing about other people's Christmas traditions is the new hearing about other people's dreams. Oh, like, oh, I'm so with you on that. I agree with that. I don't. It's I super sure hate boring. Hating about dr- I sure hate hearing about dreams. Yeah, me too. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. It, like, well, well I've got some emails it, to send feel free to tell me about a dream is it okay here's the question is it worse to hear about someone's um, Christmas or someone's dream or someone's uh, alternate reality in the future about a Christmas <laughs> <laughs> that I would take above most things yeah I like, think alternate reality is going to win out <laughs> I think everybody should have to make all of their philosophical arguments based on what they're guessing the future could look like <laughs> I think that's pretty solid. <laughs> Joke's gonna be on us because, like, I'll go to Alaska in 15 years just to make sure this happened the way. <laughs> and she was like, "Holy shit!" She was right about everything. I should have bought stock in those electronic message boards. All right, here's a question, Stephen. Would you rather hear somebody's Christmas traditions or a picture of the food they just made? Do, do I want to hear a picture of the food they made? <laughs> 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 All right, I'll add one word to make that easier for you. Or see a picture of the food they just made. Okay. See, hear it, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think see the food, I think I prefer. Because you can do it real quick and then get right back out to whatever you were doing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that sounds to me like I'm playing football and somebody like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, Steven, come here, <laughs> check out my dinner. Check it out, it's some spaghetti. And then you like, yeah. go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right here's my here's my compliment my major compliment is this uh there is one moment where she achieves the most the most efficient some might call it lazy but i'm gonna say the most efficient book writing that anyone has ever done uh mm-hmm. about three quarters of the way through she has a part where she says uh words matter i've told you the power of words so here are some good old-fashioned words work <laughs> honesty courage 
justice, perseverance. That's it. That's her. That's her section. She just yeah. Well, I mean, it would have been different if she had said complete sentences matter. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, but they don't. She was so. she was living up to her own expectations of herself. Was yeah. like all I have to do is put matters. words into this nope. book. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In the words of Twilight's Alice, words. <laughs> it was I, a lot of this book felt like a word salad. Like it was just like I just got to get some words in there, right? My goal is just. It's just filling the word yeah. count, right? Just words. You have enough mooses and enough typewriters, and eventually, I, you'll come I, I don't think I've ever like had a, a, a book like this where I really got a sense of like what specifically that whoever actually wrote this wrote and what like passages Sarah Palin inserted herself. Like I really felt like there was a clear demarcation between what she contributed and what the person who actually wrote this wrote. Well, it just shifts gears so violently, like every few paragraphs, where it's like yeah. she can't. Like no one could, no one could rein in her focus. She has no idea what this book is about. There is a manuscript for this book where it's like it's draft and it just like passage and then it has in brackets like insert personal story here like every couple pages. <laughs> in, insert Sarah Palin esque phrase. Insert current hot button issue. Yeah, they th- there was it was mad libbed style. That's what it was. She mad libbed this book. It's true. Um, I I do feel like it was the thing where. You know, even the worst movie, there's usually one funny writer in yeah, the room. So I feel like there's one good ghostwriter at least. I really liked the um, uh, in her in her bad alternate future, uh, someone uh, thought that she was Tina Fey, which I thought was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, what what are the Tina Fey versus bears? How's how's the war on? Oh on yeah, how's the war bears on bears going with Tina Fey? Demolishing her, right? Um, well, she got announced to host the Oscars, so she might be up right now. Yeah, there were some peaks. Um, I say see. on her best day, she doesn't crack bear. So let's get into our anchor segment now. Let's uh, let's get into some some. Hadle bells, hadle bells. Oh, Alex, that makes me so angry. Can I jump on this? <laughs> yeah, whatever you got, hate away. Okay, so as an aside, right, in a, uh, you know, in kind of lobbying for Christmas carols that also mention Jesus, she says that Jingle Bells is not catchier than Silent Night, and I don't know <laughs> yeah. what sort of ear she has for music, but Jingle Bells is much catchier than Silent Everything Night. is catchier than Silent Night. <laughs> Silent Night is a, like, yeah. slow, difficult... You can't get into Silent Night. <laughs> it's it's the one that you kind of murmur. You go, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa. yeah. And then Rocket Around the Christmas Tree comes on. That shit's catchy. Yeah, or Jingle Bell Rock. Or, Yo, Jingle or, or All I Want for Christmas is You. There are Feliz so Navidad. Yeah, Feliz Navidad for sure. God, oh, I yeah. love that Immigrants song. are taking her Christmas Carol jobs. That's what's happening. <laughs> have you guys heard? Have you guys heard the song about shoes? The sh- Christmas huh? shoes, Christmas <laughs> shoes. I love Christmas shoes. Yeah, that's yeah the one. of course. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about Christmas the, shoes, it's guys. Like, it's a couple years old. It's a country song about this kid buying shoes for his mom because she's gonna die. Mm-hmm. And holy shit! And he wants. Why, to ha- why would she need shoes? You know, she, he wants her to have fancy shoes to meet God or to meet Jesus, and which is mm. weird that he thinks that you take it with you, but. It sucks for poor people. This is the it's by far the worst Christmas song right now ever. I mean, <laughs> wow. It's is is the Christmas shoe song. It's unbearable. If you do a Google search for like worst Christmas songs, it will be at the top of everybody's list. It's the most horrible Christmas song. Oh, it's the worst. It's wow. the worst. 
uh, even Silent Night is more catchy than that song. <laughs> I I like the idea though that you know because Jesus is probably barefoot or at best wearing like really old sandals. So I like the idea that like, look, mom, first day in heaven, you gotta beat someone up or um uh you know beat someone's bitch, and you she wants to like she wants to show up Jesus, you know? It's heaven. It's Wait, not you, Oz. You can't go back a second. <laughs> nope. I I, I do you not. I said. You take out first. First, it's like a hierarchy of shoes. All right, pick, and whoever has out, nicer shoes, you pick out an angel, yeah. and then just beat the shit out of him. Welcome to yeah. heaven. <laughs> well, the shoes you take off one of your shoes and beat the shit out of him. That's why you need the shoes. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, so have you guys like, been there? That's the advice <laughs> to like dying children. We're like, listen, Ricky, you have late stage leukemia, <laughs> so I want you to remember here are some that when you get to heaven, you find the biggest seraphim in the bunch <laughs> and you clock him right in the jaw. <laughs> also, here are some Audi zeros. They look great. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the Make a Wish Foundation. It's just like give like like I don't know, like knuckle dusters or something to kids. <laughs> you don't have your strength, but you need to learn how to make a shiv. <laughs> Oh god, this is terrible. <laughs> you're wow. you're the one okay. who doesn't understand heaven. So I think I think the the main the most important thing about this book that is so fun for me is that uh, at the end of the book, Sarah Palin talks about how they always bought the Guinness Book of World Records ever book oh, every man. year, which you know, great, you were was, wasted twenty five dollars on a hardcover book you'll never read again, but. Also, with with only incrementally different uh, information. Yeah, in there, yeah, right? but like, a shinier cover. Most of it's the same. Yeah, uh, and and most of the things they add are like silly, like most searched for, which no one is that interested in, uh, <laughs> as yeah. opposed to the rest uh, of the Guinness World Records, which are very serious. <laughs> no, like biggest sandwich. That's some, somebody had to do some <laughs> shit for that's that. That's important. <laughs> Can somebody look that's that up? <laughs> biggest chocolate chip cookie. I remember that one. It's so funny that she said that at the end for me because I had been keeping this tally because I was suspecting that Sarah might be setting a, a record in this book for most conflicting arguments held simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really amazing. I think that was like the meat of this book was just like she would say something and then even within the same page make the counter argument just as vigorously. Yeah, as it, if, was, yeah. it was amazing. And it, like so, so you take a simple thinker like Palin and you, you make her confront the existence of Saturnalia and the fact that the holiday that she's writing a book about how great it is was actually just a pagan holiday that was repurposed for the to it build was rescheduled morale. to overlap with a pagan holiday certainly sure yeah it was some good scheduling as she's talking about Saturnalia she goes those traditions faded into obscurity because they were founded only on myth does that mean Christians won the war on Saturnalia you betcha and it shows the power of new traditions to shape culture you wrote a whole book about how a holiday is being the, the culture of Christmas is changing around you, and that's the worst. And then in this same in this paragraph, you mentioned that this holiday changed from another one because it's good when traditions can change. And she, I mean, as it, long as it's the right traditions. Yeah, it, it felt like just all this stuff was like, hey, everything's fine as long as I like it. But yeah. the stuff that I don't like, that is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It, it, it seemed like she was arguing, like, it, it was like, it, to me, it was the same thing as, like, a sports rivalry. Like, it was, it was just, like, when people get really, really passionate and try to make logical arguments about things that really are just about feeling, it's really, really tough to sit through. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what, I think that's exactly what it is. It's, like, she's just really excited about Team Christmas, and so when Team Christmas is losing, she's like, hey, ref, hey, you're just gonna let him get away with that? And then yeah, when yeah, Team yeah, Christmas yeah. is kicking Saturnalia's ass, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was skill. 
<laughs> we are just and have God behind us. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it really was. It did feel like just a beautiful lattice work. Like, yeah. not like knitting or it's just like two basic moves, but like one of those really complex weaved rugs where you know you have to have so many, like there's so many things moving at the same time that she has yeah. to like, like conflicting things that she has to perfectly integrate to make this beautiful pattern. Uh, yeah. It's such like a great... If you, if you contradict every single statement you yes. make, that's really hard because yeah. you could miss one in it's theory. So but she didn't. Okay. It's a perfect platonic model of like lack of self-awareness. It it's really so is. Beautiful. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, there was another one that I liked where she was like, she's talking about how upsetting it is that these militant atheists, which... Uh, who are going to lawyers, which is the opposite. Oh, of what she does not like atheists. She doesn't. By the way. She doesn't. But she likes to refer to them as militant atheists when they go to lawyers, which is not how militant works. But anyway, that's the right. opposite <laughs> of militant. By, by militant, I mean has no guns. <laughs> oh, oh! But there's another. She's talking about uh, how these militant atheists with their lawyers have grr, enacted the Constitution and gotten church and state separated. And then she's like telling people she how to deal with. Does call by the way. <laughs> It's a slight subhate. She calls the laws upholding religious freedom a quote strange quirk of the law. Yeah, right. that is, quote, highly technical. And yeah. The highly technical known. First Amendment, uh, right? Which we all know was first only because we needed something to do the work of opening the crowd up for the Second Amendment, which is the real star. We just yeah, needed to right. warm them up because people can't like the First Amendment always does badly. So you just put someone out there to like just get the crowd roaring, and yeah, then the but Second it, Amendment it MCs, is a big one. You know, yeah, which is nice. I mean, the, the Second Amendment's great though because it's about bears, and like if they were all about bears, <laughs> right? It'd be okay. like the you know hey, the right to free bears, bear, the right bear to bear watch bears. Twenty thirteen as how do bears do against guns? Oh, good question. I hope they do well because I'll be sad if they get. Well, the, what's great about this is that this is a chance where bears have to win, whereas normally bear versus gun goes to the gun. Well, it depends on the gun. Well, that's true. Yeah, Ty can go to the bear. <laughs> yeah, that's the classic baseball <laughs> ruling. Ty goes to the bear. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I would love to watch a bear try to play baseball. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, you slide into first. It's a tie. Then they let loose a bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bears ball. As you sound sad, so I'm guessing guns won. Okay, so guns win usually, but bears do usually win in Alaska. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So, what about knife versus gun? Oh, are you, wait, wait. What, what, are you bringing a gun to a knife what fight or a knife to a gun fight? Paper? Yeah, search rock paper. We should just have done this already. In I, I think our, I'm old your podcast that I is now this. about Google Trends. It's not about books. Gun, gun is destroying knife, yeah. guys. It's not even close. No, of course, of course. Um, wait, yeah, what if it was knife uh, versus gun fight? Okay. Anyway. Right. <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> I like this podcast better. <laughs> Read It and Weep proudly presents A Sarah Palin Christmas Carol, brought to you by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Great gifts delivered by great people, for now. Meanwhile, in Sarah Palin's Christmassy Alaska. Sarah, that was a tr- great traditional Christmas Eve moose ride, eh? Well, thanks, Todd, and thank you, Thidwick and Bullwinkle. <laughs> oh, we'll wrestle in the morning, my moose friends. Now it's time to hit the hay. Sarah. 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 Well, jeepers creepers. It's Jesus creeping in my bedroom. Hi there, ghostly Jesus. Sarah Palin, 
I've come to deliver an important message. Well, let's take a ride on a snow machine. If my pulse drops before 90, my heart will explode. Thanks a lot, ghostly Dennis Hopper. I'll get you next time, Sarah Palin. Yeah, keep coming, Hopper. I got you. Sarah, are you talking to ghosts again, eh? Bruh? 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 No, Todd. Just Jesus and Dennis Hopper. Go back to sleep, boys. So, what's the hub of my lord and savior? Is it about putting the Christ back in Christmas? Merry Christmas, by the way, Jesus. Uh, thanks, but I actually don't celebrate Christmas. What? Uh, well, I'm, I'm Jewish. Duh. Cram it, Hopper. But, Jesus, don't you hate that people are watering down Christmas by just saying happy holidays? It's the lamestream media here. Look, Just Sarah, messing it up again. I like you, but you're being kind of a dick. What? It's not a big deal because we're all dicks sometimes. I'm a dick. My, my dad's a dick and Dennis Hopper here. I can be a huge dick. But if I was about one thing in my life before those Romans were big old dicks with that crucifixion, it's that you should try hard to not be a dick. But, Jesus, I'm trying to spread your glory. The fact of the matter is, Sarah, it, if you're a dick in my name, you're still a dick. And what's my one rule? Don't be a dick. Some people don't like getting bombarded with songs and how I'm going to save everyone forever. I get it. Some of those songs really overpromise. You know what I didn't say in the Bible? Tough titties. But the atheist, they, they're just miserable people, Jesus. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Boom. Scripture, Palin. The spirit of the season is don't be a dick. That's what you should keep in your heart, next to Dennis Hopper's elaborate time bomb. But what should I do? I like to buy my loved ones gifts from readdashweep.com slash Amazon. It supports my favorite podcast and it has the best jerky accessories. Jesus, you didn't. Here you go, Sarah Palin. Your very own jerky gun from readdashweep.com slash Amazon. Now I can make jerky even faster. Hopper, here's another ninja sword. I don't even want to know why you need so many. And I'll never tell you. <laughs> Well, now we're back to your house. Have a good night, Sarah. You too, Jesus and Dennis Hopper. Happy whatever you believe in. Right back at you, Palin. Bruh? Thidwick, you should be in bed. You're harassing for a wrestling. Bruh! Okay, it is Christmas after all. Jesus, Hopper, you want to join in this wrestling? Time for some holiday moose wrestling. Yeah, for ye shall go to read-weep.com slash Amazon and wrestle thyself a great deal. Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's time for us to have a toast. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. Let's have a toast for the jerkos. All right, so this gets me actually. This kind of like leads into the next thing, because uh, for me, so for me, for most of this book, it just felt like. Sarah Palin is walking around in a world and is just woefully unprepared for the world. So this is what I want to know. How much of this do you guys think is an act? Specifically, evil, stupid, or crazy. Let's play it. Do you think... Oh, God. Do you think, I had such a hard time with this. Do you think she knows that what she's saying is untrue and she's doing it to, to get things evil? Uh, do you think she just doesn't understand anything stupid? Or do you think... She, do you think she understands the world really crisply, and it's just not the world that actually exists? There are good uh, arguments on all sides. I'm ready to plant my flag. Okay, good. I okay. I think this is the hardest we've ever had. This, on this is by this far is the, the hardest. The gnarliest round of evil, stupid, or crazy I've ever yeah. dealt with. But Stephen, start us no. off. What's your opinion? 
Okay, so I, also, I you think... have the right to be bear or not a bear. Oh, I'm going to be bear this time. <laughs> oh, hey. good call. Um, so I I think I think evil, um, and the reason I think that is because this is this is her brand now. Like this is her livelihood. This is her popularity. This is her fame. Like it's to to uh, get the people who already believe these things to be a rallying point for that, to get them to sign up for her email letters and to donate money to her pack Mm -hmm. and to come out to her speaking program. So she'll get paid to continue to do it. So this is her business. It's her business to spout these things. Like she, there's gotta be an aspect of it, which I think there is for almost all politicians. Uh, Not maybe not all of them, but, but a, a large majority of them where a lot of what they say to their grassroots supporters are things that they don't actually really even believe, but no, they need to say it to 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 gin them up, right? So and I feel like that is that is entirely who she is. It feels like you're walking a fine line between evil and crazy, but in order to make the evil argument, you have to be saying that you think she genuinely knows that this is not the world, that the world I think, is different I from think, this. She's not I a true believer. She, I think she ups it. I think there's a point there. I think there's also an aspect of cynicism there too, right? Where I think she knows she like this is this is her livelihood. Like this is right. This this is her profession now, and she's going to sell that. Like she's she's selling bottles of hate, so she's got to be the queen of hate, you know? Yeah. So she's either got to compete on price or purity of hatred. <laughs> right. right. And even if you catch her on a good day, you know yeah. she's got to gin up some hate. Yeah. And let me also just add, uh, I love honey because I'm a bear. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> totally a bear. Don't okay. get your head stuck in the honey pot, Stephen. Um, can I can I dive in? Because this one actually kind of breaks my heart a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I feel like we've had this before with Sarah Palin. We've come down mostly on the stupid, mm-hmm. occasionally the crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do kind of have to change my vote a little bit to at least some parts of evil. Like really? I, I mm. wish, man, I wish it could just be stupid. Um, yeah, you do like, love it, stupid. It really did, no, I, I, you know me. I try to see the stupid everyone. <laughs> like I really do. Um, this one hurts me, but like I feel like we do have like the. Um, this is the, uh, uh, you know, that's a bingo uh, situation of evil, stupid, and crazy. Um, huh. I think, I think Your that's, I think, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you got them right. Well, yeah, okay. Yes is like the easy way out on, on this game all the time. I think you have to figure out, there's got to be a prevailing wind. Like, Wait, I, I really? changed my answer to yes. There, like, okay, <laughs> the thing about tie goes to the bear is that it's never actually a tie. <laughs> <laughs> the bear was either safe or out. That's how. That's how. There's no work. instant replay in this game. Alex. <laughs> you could have listened to it twice. <laughs> You're right. There's no instant replay. That's not an option. Not in Bearball. No. Yeah, not in Bearball. Did we just change the name <laughs> to bear, Bearball? Bearball. This is my theory: is that yeah, there's definitely an agenda, but I don't know if that like. Okay, Sarah Palin's Alaska was great, right? Because she's never being political. She's just tackling a large fish on a boat, and she's just trying to drive an RV, and she's trying to make a chocolate cake. And these are things that Sarah Palin is pretty good at. And then you take her, and then and then it's like the the ev- the weird metal crane game in the grocery store of John McCain picked her up and put her on the speaking circuit. Uh, by way of a, a sort of uncomfortable presidential election, and uh, and now she's on the speaking circuit, and it's like her publisher is saying like, no, no, Sarah, you have to write something evil to get. You have to write something with hatred in it, and she's like, but all I care about is bears and fishing, <laughs> and so she just doesn't understand the world enough 
to make an argument or to even like pick a fight with anybody. She just it's just like like Steve was saying with like the Mad Libs where you could tell her she like put it thing in in it was like she had to write this book to make a living, but she just doesn't know how to make an argument. She's never had like I'm actually I'm like choked up a little bit because that's the most beautiful thing. Like I do believe actually that maybe she's not evil. Like I because I want I want to believe that it could only be stupid and that she's being manipulated and she just loves. You bears. might be the first person who's ever gotten choked up by my impassioned speech I, about how stupid someone is. No, it's really thing, sweet. No, I, I'll, Chris, I'll let you jump in, but the only thing is like I don't think that's that far off from what I was saying. Though. I feel like it's just like it's you a little bit of a different part of her brain that knows this isn't true. I'm giving her I think I might be giving her a little more credit there. Yeah, I don't I I think she genuinely believes there is a war on her holiday and just doesn't have the logic to explain it. To disagree with everything all of you have said so far. <laughs> oh. I think it's crazy. Oh. And this book has oh. never convi- has convinced me more than anything else that it's crazy. <laughs> and what do we mean when we say crazy? Right. We mean that the world that she's operating in, she is within that world quite sane, but it's a different reality than what's going on, right? Mm. This is somebody like, you know, for instance, if somebody's crazy and they think, parent, you know, people are out to kill them, like, they're reacting like a rational person in that situation. It just turns out there's not actually people out to kill them, right? right? She thinks that the holiday is under attack, and she's responding actually in a pretty cogent way of trying to make arguments. But unfortunately, everything that she's saying, once it hits the real world, it kind of falls apart because within Palin world, these things all kind of work that, yes, we should have Jesus in Christmas. And then, well, Christmas should be everywhere. Therefore, we should have Jesus in schools in Christmas and all these different things. And like all the parts where they conflict is where they hit the real world. And I really mm. do think that she's not. You think- I mean, the, the primary thing about Sarah Palin is not that she's evil. I don't think it's it's willful. I don't think she's faking the idea. Um, that she thinks Christmas is under attack or, or the culture wars, they, they do seem very important to her. It's just her world isn't the real world. I, I love the idea that her logic is like a souffle that is just, once it's out of the oven, it's start, going to start deflating immediately. Uh, <laughs> that's right. As soon as it hits the that, air. That's a, that's a really good argument. I mean, I'm having this trouble right now where like this is this is sort of... This is like the the duck bunny optical illusion. Like if I like <laughs> I, I, all three of all of these arguments make sense, but I can only keep one in my head at a time. And it's an old woman yeah. in profile, or is it a young woman looking away with a face <laughs> in her chin? I never found those that persuasive. Here's my okay. I guess the only what, what thing were they I trying about, to persuade you? The, <laughs> no, I mean it's like yeah, it's when both of these things about you and not just about bears. It's just. <laughs> No, it's like, look, it's an old woman and a young woman. We're like, yeah, if we grant that this old woman has a face in her chin, it's a weird old woman. Like, it's not a yeah. great either of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the, like a spork, uh, like being not a great spoon totally, and not a great spork. Totally, like do one thing well, not two things badly, spork. Come on, mm. get get it together. Uh, I guess here's my problem with that, Chris. I like I like crazy, and I like especially you waiting in the wings with the trump card of, but maybe she's crazy. But I, I just think that there's like the arguments that she makes are so incoherent that even in the world she thinks she's living in, that's like death panels and uh, and people taking her guns away and and Christmas. Ooh, guys, under- death panel for cutie. <laughs> that's a winner. I would listen. I mean, it probably would be this like it'd still be really sad music, right? Yeah, similarly, but then it would end really abruptly. <laughs> By committee. Lack of inheritance here. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So I like I like the idea that she lives in those worlds, but I think even if that's even if she lives in that if that world is the one she's in, she's not acting coherently, Chris. I think she's acting insane even within the confines of her world. She's not like running away from somebody's trying to kill her. She's like, Someone is trying to kill her. Quick, here's a duck. <laughs> it's like she just doesn't okay. know the duck well, is wait, wait, so, so inside of crazy then stupid then right so she's not she's not smart inside of her own crazy fantasy well, wait but then or she's just the, stupid or but, it's another but, it's an argument for evil too because like she's saying things she knows that don't make any sense specifically because she knows other people are crazy and believe these things ah <sighs> <sighs> I think if you're you know stupid... What? Uh, Sarah Palin, you beautiful mystery, you. Hold on a second. Here's the thing. This sounds like a tie, and you know what happens in a tie. You have to give hey, it to the she's bear. a bear! She's a bear! All right, uh, yeah, we, we're running out of time, so we got to wrap this up. Uh, it's time for the minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order of the top, which means I'm up first. And since I didn't the first time, I'm going to go bear. Uh, Smart. Rawr. I really like her slippery slope argument about holidays, where she was like, atheists are going to turn the 4th of July into non-patriots day. Which yeah, that was a good one. is delightfully not what atheists are interested in. But also, <laughs> I love the idea that someone is like, let's just have a day that is fuck that other day. That's the name of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's not even well. like, like Christmas for atheists can be like, oh, we enjoy trees and presents and chocolate. We just don't want your silly things on top of it. But like this, they were like, no, no, no. We want a holiday on the 4th called Not Patriot Day. It's <laughs> so <laughs> That's good. Right. Also... Because atheists, by virtue of not believing in God, would certainly not believe in America. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what they're atheists about. Atheists are just weird, evil demons. It's kind of like uh, 50s era McCarthyism, like communists are always, it's always a communist at fault. For Sarah Palin, it's Yeah, yeah, or like, uh, or like uh, in, uh, in some Scandinavian yeah. countries, gnomes. Where it's just like, whatever your problem was, it's like, oh, you left the door. Gnomes did it. You didn't, yeah, you didn't leave a door open, and that was the door leaving open, gnomes. And like, yeah. oh, the, like the the pizza has an air bubble in it. It was like, that was the big pizza air bubble pe- gnomes. Yeah. You, know, oh, you know, I can I, I, I'm mononomistic, <laughs> actually. I only think there's one gnome doing everything. I don't think the there's one all gnome. these individual. That's, that's, that's weird, man. That you don't just, just, you're just waging like a, a war gnome on gnomes, Doug, Ezra. I won't have dick. it. <laughs> you know, also, Alex, could I piggyback on that? Uh, to do my compliment. Sure, go for it. Please. I know it might be a little out of order. It would so be, sorry, but guys. it would be great if you could be a bear. Okay. Rar. <laughs> my compliment is for Sarah Palin. Our bears are getting uh, lazier. Oddly assuming that all atheist reg- governments are. Uh, I'm holding up my bare hands, by the way. Oh, they are yeah, you hands. really are. It's great. It's true. Uh, all governments where God is not involved are evil by nature yeah. and she brings up hitler and she brings up stalin she brings up pol pot and she neglects to bring up the peaceful relatively uh forward-thinking scandinavian governments of modern day yeah 
Yeah. Where there are more atheists than any other place. When she's listing and so, these... as a bear, I like to sleep in my cave and dream that the Scandinavian governments are secretly evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she actually says when she's listing those evil countries, she said atheism's track record makes the Spanish Inquisition look like Disneyland. Uh, which... <laughs> you know you know what? Um, like, uh, Spanish Inquisition makes Disneyland look like Double Disneyland. <laughs> because the Spanish was pretty shitty. Yeah, you know what's not your strongest argument about how atheists are always awful and and Christians are always great? The Spanish Inquisition. Mm. Yeah, I know. Whereas Disneyland, <laughs> built without Jesus, pretty rad. Yeah. Atheist paradise of Disneyland, pretty fun. It, it was built by a gnome. She also says... Uh, she also has the argument that, again, on the theme of like Christians are good and everyone else is bad... Uh, she uses the example of, would you rather have a kid who, j- like, if your car breaks down in a bad neighborhood, which already, oh, yeah. like, all right, you're in a bad neighborhood, but then uh, would you rather a kid who watched a movie just now help you with your car or a kid who just came from a prayer meeting? And obviously, I want the kid who just came from a prayer meeting because, like, he's super boring and is not going to do anything. Um, it depends uh, on what time of day I this is. I want the movie kid because, like, Maybe the movie kid watched a movie about how to fix a damn car. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, very possible. They didn't pray about it. Yeah. Yeah, right. maybe he just got out of the movie Cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's going to think Cars talk, and that's different. That's going to be hard. But here's what's awesome about that is like, oh, so yeah, that's a good point. So it must be only atheists committing crimes. But if you look at prisons, it's 95% of people in prisons in America are Christians. It's not... It's not just this overwhelming atheist crime wave that's killing our, like that's destroying the country. It's just not happening. The beautiful thing about somebody who is like deciding their own right and wrong is they have to not be a dick. Yeah, it's it's also like she's kind of she's picking and choosing. Like I don't think seeing a movie and going to a prayer study is comp. Like it's the same thing. It's like not the atheist version of a, like I would say more like book club like she can't just pick and choose it's like would you rather have somebody who just came from a prayer reading or somebody who came from a gang bang <laughs> like you can't just decide what the other person is doing it needs to be similar that's true that's super unrelated <laughs> would you rather have somebody would you rather have someone who just came from a prayer meeting or an atheist going home from his day working at the tire changing factory <laughs> yeah yeah i mean is there a logical fallacy where it's just like uh a or gangbang? Is that like the those are the two options? Yeah, the, what's the gangbang fallacy, Alex? Also, what if he's leaving from a prayer meeting on his way to a gangbang? That's not Yeah, and he's really rushed also. He doesn't have time to, to change a tire because he's really excited about the gangbang. And he, he doesn't want to be last to arrive. And who wouldn't be after just having finished a prayer meeting? You got a whole gangbang. And his to look forward, hands too. are made out of loaded guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, like spikes, you know? Yeah, that's probably it really worse. It's RoboCop. Would you rather RoboCop? guy coming home from a prayer meeting or RoboCop? <laughs> I mean, the answer is obviously RoboCop. Oh, wait. Would you, rather, would you rather RoboCop from the dystopian religious future or the dystopian non-religious future? <laughs> I'd l- how about RoboCop or a bear? Ooh. Specifically, again, we're talking about to fix a tire. <laughs> yeah, definitely taking RoboCop in that situation. I'm to go with RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, I think RoboCop's the answer. Although if it, was like, <laughs> if it was AAA, like, Robo Roadside Assistance, I would take that over RoboCop, who's, like, got other... He's got, like, RoboCrimes to solve. That's right. <laughs> RoboCrimes, right. <laughs> throw some people in RoboJail. <laughs> I, I, all right, guys, I got a compliment, because we'll, otherwise we'll never get out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, please. I think that's a... <laughs> RoboGo. Yeah. Go for it. What's your what's your minor compliment? Um, 
So this one uh, kind of hit a little bit home just generally. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm Jewish, so like I was part uh, of the war on Christmas. On yeah, right. Killed before Jesus. Before I even knew uh, that there was. I, I was warned on Christmas before it was a thing. <laughs> before it was cool. I was like, <laughs> you're, you're, um, you're it's a hipster. Actually, you're not actually like able to be a good person or access like good quality. It's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. But um, Well, she but does do a nice thing. Kind of... She does include you. She does refer to Judeo-Christian things a lot. And she mm, does. Keep... Yeah, I know. Don't lump. Don't lump me in yeah. that. Un, unlump me. Yeah. Unlump. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not biscuit um, dough. You don't want me to be lumpy. Mm-hmm. Flaky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, basically, my my kind of realization was uh, it just generally does suck to be left out of things. You know, that's like it. Yeah. It mm. sucks to like you know have all this awesomeness happening around and to feel like oh this isn't really for you. But the cool thing about this is if you realize that like it sucks when I'm left out. Everyone is kind of left out of something. Is kind of thing like not everyone loves all the songs. Yeah, like not everyone is like happy with their home situation. Yeah. Like on Christmas, even if you are a Christian, you can kind of make people feel good and like include in things. Like you could be more Jesus-like, even if you don't, you know, like Jesus specifically. And that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Just like, hey, yeah. you you cannot be a dick and be actively cool. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm left out of the ability to have Chinese food buffet on Christmas. You know what? You can come to my Chinese uh, Chinese Christmas, uh, watch a movie. Yeah. The movie theaters aren't super packed anytime you want. Oh, that does, well, specifically on that day. Yeah, yeah. That's the best day for it. <laughs> so, but so yeah. you, uh, the thing about being left out of things, uh, like ha- yeah. how, when people say happy holidays to you versus Merry Christmas, like does that feel mm-hmm. different to you? Well, so, I mean, basically, I was taught kind of, you know, growing up that, like, hey, if someone says Merry Christmas to you, just sort of, like, take it as, like, you know, you know, get the intent, not, you know, what the actual words are. So, like, I'm kind of used to translating. Like, I understand, like, they, they mean the good things. But, yeah, it's kind of nice to, if someone says Happy Holidays, like, okay, hey, you maybe actually considered me when you're, like, wishing me these things. So, you actually do care about how I feel, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's, I, I feel like, because, yeah, because I, I don't like I like Christmas, and Christmas is an atheist <laughs> holiday to me. I like pagan Christmas. I like Santa, which was invented by Coke, and I like <laughs> presents, which were invented by Doctor McPresents, and uh, mm-hmm. and I like chocolate for breakfast, and I like so many things. <laughs> I am like I'm all about the war on Christmas that's being waged by Christmas. That's my favorite part. <laughs> but so when somebody says Merry Christmas to me, like I feel like I've been doing that translation for a long time, where I'm like, it's just like the mm-hmm. way we like. Like uh, we're like good morrow would like, we're, you know, like yeah, yeah. we or, say words or like for you have like a, that don't mean things all the time, right? Like you, you have like a I don't know like a great aunt who says something that's like you know the oh the Orientals. You're like okay, you translate that to what it actually means you know in modern yeah. day, yeah, like ramen seasoning. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the the reason that I typically like okay, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I got that now. Yeah. No, I'm uh, with you. The the reason why. Um, I usually say I usually say happy holidays every Merry Christmas myself is the same reason I'm like I don't go around and when I'm talking to people and be like hey how's your job at the factory you know like <laughs> I I don't I don't need to like assume what holiday they yeah, celebrate yeah, you're, you're, to me that's just like I don't yeah. understand why well or and you, mean, not only do you not say it. like how's your job at the factory you don't walk around going my job is great it's important <laughs> that you know what job yeah. I have. Yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, it's like you're like, hey, you have a good day. It's like, oh no, 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 I, I am a writer specifically, not <laughs> yeah. just any job. I am a writer. <laughs> instead of, instead of, I hope you had a good day of writing. Jesus. Also, yeah, I hope you also had a good day of writing because that must be what you do. I love the idea. Instead of saying how are you doing, you just walk around telling people how you're doing. 
Just like, <laughs> hey, I'm great. Hi, doing great. Hi, a little tired today. Didn't sleep well. Hi, I'm sad. <laughs> uh, so, Stephen, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? You've already bared, so uh, you don't need to this time. Right. Um, so, uh, I... I, I'm not totally sure I heard this correctly, but I refuse to go back and listen, so I don't know. There you go. But, um, but when she was talking, I think we mentioned it before, but uh, it, it, about her dad uh, having bad fish uh-huh. and it causing... Mm-hmm. So it was because he ate canned salmon from, like, 1992. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. that was a joke. And she, she referenced it once by saying, uh, canned salmon canned back when Clinton was president know the other Clinton and I thought that was like yes yeah I thought it was like is that like reference to future president Hillary Clinton and I thought that was I like that was is. actually kind of cute wait but it wasn't yeah wait but that hasn't happened yet yeah, so in, in right. no sense so <laughs> again <laughs> that she's a time traveler <laughs> yeah I thought I thought she got stuck in the future I thought this is all written from a dystopian 2016 <laughs> that's right. really funny. I really, I really got confused, but I was like, "Holy shit, she knows things!" Like, I she actually knows was like, "Wait, I was know. there another President Clinton?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, my favorite thing. Speaking of shooting, I think one of my favorite things she said, as far in terms of like terms that Sarah Palin does not understand how to use. Uh, last year, when everybody was talking about reducing guns availability around the around oh the country, mm-hmm. uh, she said she bought Todd a gun. As an act of civil disobedience, she did a legal thing that no one cared about privately. That's not that's yep. not how civil disobedience works. That's not also, all related I love that, like, to civil disobedience. Also, civil disobedience is supposed to be pretty nonviolent. I love the idea that like arming yourself is part of civil disobedience <laughs> now. It's like Martin Luther King is like just like, hey, we gotta get a lot of guns though, right? Because yeah. that's part of civil disobedience. Buying legal guns is like militant obedience. That's what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrong twice. Yeah. Hey, what has more guns or money? Ooh, I'm gonna say money. Absolutely. I think money. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, really? prayer group or gangbang? <laughs> okay, we'll do that one. We'll do that one. <laughs> I think it's gonna be gangbang. Unfortunately, disappointing answer. Yeah. Prayer group or gangbang? <laughs> <laughs> okay, prayer group. I'm sure it's gangbang. Gang. This is the internet and not. A message board. Wow. Gang <laughs> <laughs> bang, definitely. <laughs> it Violence was not even it. close. All right, that is it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, well, actually, next week we're taking the week off uh, to celebrate holidays. But uh, uh, that's what's happening. But the week after that, a very special treat for us. Uh, we are going to be watching Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys, like compared to the hate we felt here? You got to be right. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited. A show we actually like, a show that I've already watched every single dramatic. episode of. <laughs> yeah, super less talent challenging than listening to the Sarah Palin book. <laughs> I'm so excited, and I'm so excited for the four episodes that I helped help choose for you. I don't know if you guys have started wow. it yet, but there are some. We're so sorry, Stephen. There's some good episodes. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the Zoe Deschanel and uh, Alex uh, curated a uh, bit of um, yeah. uh, Kitchen Nightmares, right? Yeah, 
Anyway, so we're watching some really fun episodes of the U.S. version of Kitchen Nightmares, which is not the better of the two, but it's still fun. And uh, thank you to Jocelyn for sponsoring that episode. I hope you're looking forward to it. We'll take a brief break, and then we'll be back for that. Uh, also, before we go today, you guys, I just wanted to ha- send a brief shout-out to Sean in Portland, who introduced himself at a show I was doing the other night, a storytelling show, and said he was a big fan of our show even before he moved to Portland, and then just happened to be at a thing I was doing, and that was really cool. And... Uh, wow. Yeah, said some really nice things. Sweet. And uh, thanks, dude. Also, uh, also last week we did our episode that was a Christmas present. Sarah, Sarah the best right. friend who's ever lit, the greatest friend. Yeah, and she wrote us a really nice note. Apparently, it went over well. Yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, her friend Caitlin really enjoyed the present. So that's very exciting. And like the letter that we got about how much she enjoyed it was probably my favorite thing we've ever gotten on the show. So that was great. I'm really glad to hear it. I hope, I'm glad you guys are both happy. And. Uh, yeah, Mer- Merry Holiday to you, Sarah and Caitlin. Yeah, you, by the way, if I could add, Alex, uh, you know, we're going to be gone for the holidays, but our other podcast, our side project, Pack Your Mics, yeah. is going to have an episode out soon. So, um, yeah, you know, s- this is just another plug to yeah. maybe check that out if you feel like you want to hear more about the current season of Top Chef yeah. and hang out with us a little bit more. Yeah, big things happening over on that uh, side project. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you should because it's totally good and it's doing some interesting things right now. Uh, so that's at packyourmics.com. Some, some good marketing right there. No, no, I just can't. I just want to jinx it yet, but I'm excited about it. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's it. So uh, find us on Twitter at read underscore weep, on Facebook at facebook.com slash read and weep. You can go to readdiscom slash contact to send us feedback. And uh, thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. Of course. You betcha. Uh, can, can I give a quick update? Yeah. Uh, how's Brian's book going? Yeah, well, uh, so the the, t- the Kickstarter has officially been funded. Uh, it's 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 ended, and um, we raised 140 percent of our goal. What was your goal? Wow. 500 bucks. Whoa, that's pretty good. So he's yeah. getting paid like 750 so, bucks to write a book. Yeah, basically. Well, minus the Kickstarter cut, but yeah. Well, but then you and I wrote a book for nothing. Yeah, yeah, we should have raised our rate. We should. <laughs> you guys wrote a book. Yeah. That's when I wrote a book. You'll hear a lot more about that on the show in the future, too. I don't want to jinx that yet. Sexy mummies, though. Sexy. Get ready for it. Mummies. It's time for mummies. It is time for mummies. (laughs) There's a lot more of that in your future. Thank you for being here, Steven. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Thanks for putting up with this. I know this was a a gnarly eight hours. (laughs) I'd like to read something that's not shitty once. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch Doctor (laughs) Who with you next next time. Yeah, we can do some Doctor Who. I think we owe you another another freebie. Uh, Yeah, we do. Do you want to? Do you have anything else you want to plug? Uh, in the Washington D.C. area at Washington Improv Theater, I'm on a Herald team called Love Onion that does shows uh, like two of every four Tuesdays. They're free. Yeah, feel free to come. Also, cool. if you're in town on New Year's Eve, is this going to air by New Year's? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve, uh, there's a show at the Source Theater, Washington Improv Theater. I'm one of the teams that's in the later show. Feel awesome. Free to come to that. Awesome. Yep. Uh, well, great. Everybody, that's the D.C. area. You're, we're pretty. We're covering the country. If you want to see an improv show, we can help you in any part of the country. <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> we know people. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for joining us, Steve. We really do appreciate you persevering. I know this is especially painful for you. No, it's it's fun to talk about it with people. Yeah, that's the fun part. Specifically you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Less fun to talk about it with Sarah Palin, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be I awkward. See that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. That's right, Oh,